0: His first run, and a good one. Williams outside, 15,
1: keeps his feet, and Williams finds the end zone, and he is in for a touchdown.
0: On second down, here's the toss.
1: Here is Lucas. Jalen Lucas, that great speed, keeps his feet inside the 30. Lucas, 10, 5, touchdown, Indiana. It's Henderson cutting back and of the end zone. Touchdown, Welcome to episode 180 of the LEO podcast, or soon to be known as whatever different name podcast. I'm your host, Michael Bragg. You can find me on Twitter. It's at Braggly, B-R-A-G-G-L-E-Y. Still riding off the high of the basketball win against Louisville. My co-host Brandon is not available tonight. Therefore, you get a guy who's riding off the high of beating a mid-major team from Washington. Producer Seth is here with me this time. You can block him on Twitter. It's at setah 5s S-E-T-A-H
0: 5. What's up, Seth? One of my uh one of my super fan characters is uh is is Captain Superfan. And uh just I'm I'm gonna be the captain on the pleasure cruise tonight. We're we're gonna take this. We're going to have a, a long view. We're going to take a nice, peaceful cruise. We're going to talk about things. We're going to go on a sightseeing tour. I'm going to be the director. This is going to be fun. All right. Well, we're going to try to stick to
1: a little <laughs> bit of the format and we'll see where it takes us. Maybe we'll go down what's called, what, what's known as like a lazy river um, huh? and just let it see where, where, where we go. Uh, we're here to talk about game number 11. And really, um, we're not going to talk a whole lot about the game. The game took place Saturday. Michigan State walked away with the victory 24-21. to uh, The difference is, Seth, they could kick and make a field goal. Um, yeah. So, yeah, 24-21. IU falls to 3-8 and eight on the season um, and loses the brass platoon. Literally had it ripped out of their hands uh two times probably uh during this game. Um do you want to talk about it or do you just want to yeah. continue moving? Let's talk about two things here. Well, All right. right. We can give our headlines. You want to give our headlines?
0: Yeah. What's your headline? Who the hell was Montori Foster?
1: We talked about him for just oh a second. God. I think he was their leading receiver coming into the game. Let me look <laughs> Uh, he, dude, that play, though, was, like, so many people were mad, like, around me, screaming. Yeah, I think he was the leading receiver coming into the game. Yeah. Uh, well, I think what your question should have been was, why didn't we talk about Malik Carr at all, as if he didn't exist?
0: <laughs>
1: um, yeah, so it's, M- Montori Foster made a hell of a play. If you haven't seen it, don't maybe don't watch it Just <laughs> you made uh a sick one-handed grab and then we decided that he was like covered in slime or something and we couldn't tackle him and then when we did try to tackle him, we tried to tackle the football and that doesn't usually work
0: there's this weird thing that happens sometimes when you're a defensive player when, when a spectacular play happens to you and you just freak out you're like you just glitch. It's it's the human glitch factor. It's like you just forget that you have to tackle. I thought you're just like holy sh! And then he just kind of scampers the. You. you just you just break down for a second because yeah. you just can't believe it.
1: That should have been. It should have been. Um, where's his name? Hauser's third interception of the game, or one of his three interceptions of the game, and instead, because he literally was trying to throw it to two IU players, there were two IU players, and there were three players around the ball, and two IU players had a higher than 75% chance of catching the football. And then meanwhile, this Montori Foster, who based on where I sit, which is very close to the field, looks about five foot four. Mm-hmm. Like he's tiny and makes this amazing one-handed catch. Uh, I, it makes a couple moves and, and gets into the end zone while carrying the football and Philip Dunham. I think it was Dunham or minor. I don't want to hate on Dunham too much if it wasn't him, but. Carrying one of the two into the end zone with him, Um, that was a heck of a play. So yeah, that's a that's a good headline. And then my Um, other headline. Oh, yeah. My other headline
0: was so. That's game management? Question mark. Okay, we're going to talk about that because in at the game, yeah. What was the feeling in the stadium? Because on the watching it on the TV it made no sense you're talking it about was, the last the the very last yeah yeah, end yeah, of yeah. The, game. the last okay. the, the end of game scenario there's plenty of other situations there's the yeah. the defensive timeouts that just continuously pop up and shoot them in the foot um but whatever let's, i didn't have let's talk any problem. end of game i didn't have any problem
1: now granted i have to go back and recollect it because i didn't watch it again um let me go down here to the bottom so the missed field goal, it ended. Does it show the timeouts? It does. Okay. So we've got the ball. Timeout, 40 seconds left. We're on the 46-yard line of Michigan State. We're moving it. We're moving it. We're moving it. And we get down. Oh, okay. Okay. So here's here's what happened. So the in the NCAA pseudo, oh, no, no, no. This is before that. Okay. So incomplete pass to E.J. Williams on third and one believe it was like a, kind of like a, a hitch or a slant play. Then we call a timeout, or we we set up to kick the field goal, right? I was okay with setting up to kick the field goal there, but I thought maybe there was too much time left with two timeouts remaining. I think we should try to, this to, is what, to go four, for it.
0: Fourth and one, fourth and, and it's what,
1: a 50? We had 12. Do we have 12 seconds left? And how, how far no. was the field goal? We had 18 seconds left from the 27-yard line. So a 42-yard, so 44-yard field goal, which is no, usually no problem for Chris Freeman. Um, so you're in range. You're, you're, you're in your, range your clock sure. is
0: under 20 seconds. But you're a yard you're away fourth, from the
1: first down, and you're driving, right? And let me read, and because this might take away my headline a little bit, 4.6 yards per carry. That's got to be the highest throughout the entire season. They were running the football at will. 4.6 yards per carry every time quarterback running backs yeah i was gonna them, say and, and
0: three phases too because it yeah. was between Sorsby, uh henderson and, and howland and all howland. three effective yes.
1: so they were running it no problem i had no problem with running the field goal team out and then calling a timeout now if we would have called that timeout and sent the field goal team back out then i would have had a problem because I was sitting there talking with the guys around us first off we had some guys around us that were great were but doesn't fantastic.
0: that show a lack of faith It's like hey we're gonna throw them out there uh timeout Wow, mm, I, wow. I do think I we're, do we're gonna run instead.
1: I do agree with that I don't believe I it do I do agree with that for a little bit but I think that it, he's never been a great time management co- coach. we know this um but I do think I do think his big mistake was to just leave the offense out there. Try to get them to jump. Mm-hmm. If you want to do that, then call the timeout. Then call the timeout. Mm-hmm. Send the offense back out again. Right. Get the first down. Call another timeout, or just get up and run a play, which is what they
0: did. Spike it for, for spike it for crying out loud! At that point, it doesn't matter.
1: But it doesn't matter. Okay, that part to me, honestly, that part is irrelevant.
0: Oh, it's irrelevant. I no, listen, because
1: this is why. Because they get the first down. It doesn't matter. Not nah, percent. Right. Kicker. Kicker. I, 50% I leg, that, 50% brain. I don't think that messes He's already missed one in, earlier in the game from close. Well, exactly. You don't believe in him.
0: Exactly. Don't, don't believe it in before.
1: him. So you go for You go for it, right? You're like, okay, let's, let's just go to the end zone. You We're supposed to off the fade. field
0: in front of 60,000 people. No, no, we don't believe 40, in you. 40,000 people.
1: My bad. You, you, okay. It doesn't matter. It, irrelevant. Let's take the mind games out of it. Just playing football. Okay, you get the first down. That's a smart play call. You got the first down. Yep. No, the I'm play call's great. Like, yep. Mm-hmm. You got one or two. You got one or two shots at the end zone. And then you're definitely, you're well within field goal range. Yep. Just kick the field goal, right? I'm sure when he came off, you're telling him, Chris, look, we're going to get you a little bit closer. Make it easy. Chip shot field goal. Let's go to overtime. We'll win the game.
0: Mm-mm. Right No, At that point, you're saying, Chris, we're not, we're not, we're going for the end zone. You're out of this game. No, you're that's you're not irrelevant. What him. That's, not what, that's what you're about. telling him.
1: That's not what you're telling me. That's what your
0: that's what your actions have told us. This
1: is where the game ended. Because the NF the NCAA has basically come out and given an apology saying, in review, there isn't really a rule in college football for intentional grounding when it's when the a couple things. One, the quarterback was a terrible call. Zero pressure. He had did not have to throw that ball away. Nope. he was literally go. You
0: could see the play. I was watching because I was watching if Eason, he drops e. the ball. If he drops the ball by his foot, incomplete pass. No, nope. they just say, oh, uh, the sack, uh, you know, cause the trajectory yeah. of that ball to go away. But he wasn't he wasn't under pressure.
1: E.J. Williams ran a hitch when he was supposed to run a fade. Mm-hmm. That's all it was. There wasn't any like you know, hurry up and get rid of the ball. It was a step throw. And it didn't work. They literally were screaming at each other from the quarterback position from where he was at going, like, what are you doing? This is the wrong play. What are you doing? What are you do? And then it took them forever. We were walking off the field. Everybody's like, okay, let's get ready for this kick. And then, boom, grounding.
0: Yep. Okay. Terrible call. That pushes Terrible them back. Call.
1: That pushes them back. Six yards. I don't know how much he missed the field goal by. Was it, was it wide? I didn't see it. Mm-hmm. It was just wide by, like, a mm-hmm. little bit or a lot of it.
0: I'd say a couple yards. Jesus
1: Christ. He was bad. He was bad. Okay. Well, how, how do you send him back out there? I don't you know. It doesn't tell matter. him. He's
0: bad. How did he, did he, did he screw up? Did he screw up the first field goal? And that play was supposed to be a play to the end zone. So they're even saying with their play call, we're taking you out of the equation. We are throwing it. We are That's throwing this ball 24 yards to the end. zone. 27 yards to the end zone. That's
1: not what they're doing. That's what, what they're, they're doing is we're going for the win. You're we're going to go wrong. win the game.
0: No, not in the head.
1: then that's soft. That's a soft mentality and put the freshman in, put racket in, or whatever his name is, put him in, get Freeman out of the game. If that really ruined his head because they went for the
0: win. No, I'm telling you that it's the inconsistency of thought. It's a coach who doesn't know what he's doing. He is not thinking ahead of time. He is literally pulling decisions at the last second because he doesn't have a plan. He is in scramble mode. And then, as a result, the players are in scramble mode. They are reacting to a coach who's in reaction mode. Okay, how are you ever I going to dis- succeed in that? In that, so I, that's how I see it. I'm not putting yeah. any fault on the kicker. This is squarely a mongling of a of a of a head coach who doesn't have a plan.
1: Okay, and I don't what disagree happens. with I don't disagree with that. What I was saying was, I don't have a huge problem with trying to go to the end zone. I don't have a problem with that. And do I think that the intentional grounding kept him from making the field goal? No, it was a terrible it was a terrible call and I think if you want to talk about a head game a head game and something that I do believe in is momentum. Cuz you had a ton of momentum at that point. You convert that first down for fourth down. You go to the end zone and you just miss it. It doesn't matter. Everybody knows at that point, boom, we're going to go kick a field goal, we're going to overtime no problem. Everybody in the stadium was hyped, we were ready for that field goal, Everybody's standing up ready to go, and as soon as he kicked it, about everybody around me just goes, he missed it. And picked up my kid, and we got out of town. So I agree with most of it. I thought it was a good move, but I agree with your indecisiveness and and all of that stuff. Um, We'll do my quick headline, and it is going to be kind of a jumbled mess, but it's basically... We have the pieces. We don't have the person to put the puzzle together. This is not going to happen. Not with these. Not with the puzzle maker. Does that make sense? Brendan is really good. I think he's got a chance to be really good. Like not not like Michael Penix, really good, but like Peyton Ramsey, really good. good. Yeah. Four career starts. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, dude. And he's, I mean, he's just a gamesman. Like that run Boxy. that he had, that run that he had right there on that last drive. Uh, okay. I wish I still had the play-by-play. I do have it up right here. Which one was it? It's on the missed field goal drive. He ran it. Was it the 16-yard run? He yeah, runs with an attitude, was, too. You know, he, he chirps. I love and it. He, and he had a little juke and a little spin move to get away from a guy in, in midfield and pick up more yards after that. The guy's just, he's got something to him. And then the running back factor. That's absolutely right. I don't want to take a lot of stuff away because we're going to do stocks up. Um, and I'm sure some of these guys will come into it. So let's just keep moving. I think we've got the pieces on the offense to do something special. If they, again, we'll talk speculation. I think a little bit later on in the podcast, if it all stays together on with the players, um, We'll move into our stocks. We'll go stock up. Uh, I'll let you start stock up offense. There's, I mean, there's a, a few
0: really easy ones. Yeah, it's it's the run game in general. It's the offensive line. It's the power run game. This team can should have been a power run game from the from the from the get go. They have an effective power run game. They have a play action pass game off of the run. Uh, they were talking throughout the game that Brendan Sorsby in the last three games has the most play action yards per game. I think top three in the NCAA. He is a an effective play action passer. Um, so between the power run game between the big back of Howland and the versatile back of Hen- uh Henderson, and then the play action, they ran they ran an inside wheel play. Holy shit, did you see that? Yeah, they ran it an nice. inside, they, they ran down the line of scrimmage, and then holy shit, he ran vertical. It was insane. Mm-hmm. It oh, beautiful, beautiful play. Um you know, they have plays they have a strategy they have an attitude they have a they have an offensive line that has a swagger now to them because they know that they can put an anchor on their ass and go drive somebody off the ball they have an identity the thing that we've been asking for for 10 weeks we've been saying oh my god what bell has no personality he has no identity oh my god i hope rod Carey at least identifies something about this team to to hold their you know to hang their hat on here we have it it's a Wisconsin power run game. It's a it's a 2013 Wisconsin team. That's what you have.
1: <laughs> and hey, we talked about this, right? Josh has got one more if he wants it, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, if he so wants got, it, if he wants it, he's got they, one. They treated
0: him like shit. I mean, I, I yeah. can't imagine that he'd want to come back after you know.
1: Well, again, <laughs> trying to give those, the
0: spot away time after time. People
1: but, may not be there. <laughs> um, right, Trent Howland. I mean, if he sticks around, holy cow, dude.
0: What, he's a sophomore?
1: He's a true uh, Mm sophomore. No, redshirt sophomore, I think. Mm -hmm. 19 carries, 77 yards, 4.1 a clip. Josh Josh Henderson, 13 carries, 74 yards, 5.7 a clip, right? Uh, Brennan Sorsby, again, a couple of these sacks we mixed in here, but 14 carries, 59 yards, 4.2 a clip.
0: That wins you most games. Here's my stock up.
1: I'm not going to go Donovan McCauley. I thought that. I thought Michigan State did a pretty good job of of scheming him until late, until when it really mattered, and he showed up and ended up being our leading receiver. Yardage-wise, I thought DQ Carter had a really good game. EJ Williams, we talked about him the last couple weeks. He's had a really good game. I'm going to talk about a good game from Jalen Lucas. Jalen Lucas had zero attempts rushing the ball. He had zero catches. He was a shoestring player. Away from busting a kickoff return. Mm-hmm. They used Jalen Lucas in the most perfect way in this game as a pure decoy the entire time. Michigan State was all over him every time he was on the field. And it made it so easy to run the football, so easy to make plays with DQ Carter, EJ Williams, you know, the, everybody else had named before. I It's a sneaky stock up.
0: No, it was by far his best game of the
1: season by by far using him in the right way. Now, granted, I'd like to see him in space if they can get him in space in the offense, just a swing pass outside. If he's if you get him in space, get him a swing pass outside where he's one on one with a defender, but not the triple option when you got the whole defense moving with the ball or you're setting him up on an inside screen. You know what? That's not a bad idea. A little inside slot screen with him wouldn't be terrible. Now that I think about it, Rod Carey, if you're listening, we got one game left.
0: Why not? Right. And I was, I wasn't, Uh, yeah, yeah, go ahead. What's that? Go ahead. No, I wasn't meaning his best game. I meant his most impactful game. Impactful like, game. Yeah. He was there. Oh, I was on the field a lot.
1: He yeah. On, he was on the field a lot.
0: He was attracting 22 eyes on him every single play that he was on the game. And they I couldn't,
1: know. they wouldn't kick to him. They kicked to him one time, and he almost killed him. Yep, and it was—I mean, it was the smallest of tackles I've ever seen on him.
0: It was like the the sprung cobra. You know, he's he's ready there. He's pouncing, and then he had his one chance to make a strike, and he went for it. And like you said, Schuster just, came away from. I mean, just, it would have been it would have been pure too, and it was I mean, he
1: he was gone. Um. So, yeah, that was that was my stock up. Let's do stock up on defense. I don't nobody really jumps out Mm-mm.
0: to me big time, but uh, go ahead. I believe he got his name mentioned quite a few times. He was pretty good in the, in the in the in the interior game. Um, So I thought he was probably the one that I would have circled. Um, But there really wasn't, you know, Aaron Casey. Do not run on third and short or fourth and short. No, you <laughs> need these big 10 offensive coordinators are just yeah. are. Just don't learn lessons. Um, but yeah, I'll go with Bleedy because he uh, he definitely had a big game. He showed up a couple times times uh, in the interior run game. Um, and then it felt like a, there was one or two times where he was chasing the quarterback around um, and, and really got Hauser uh, you know, kind of happy feet. Yeah. Um,
1: you know, we give a, our obligatory Aaron Casey stat line, 11 tackles, no sacks, one and a half tackles for loss. Um and then Bolidi, he had three tackles, uh, just one solo, but a half tackle for loss. He was again, he's not a he's not a stat stuffer. He's a, a he's a line stuffer. He's gonna eat up these offensive lines so that Aaron Casey can make those plays. You know, I thought I thought Andre Carter had a pretty good game, um, a few tackles for loss where he was getting a lot of penetration yep. in the backfield. Um, we we had zero sacks, which was weird, but we. It, whenever that dude was under any sort of pressure, he was complete garbage. I mean, well, he was a lot of garbage. But I mean, the, the, sanguinetti,
0: garbage. the Sanguinetti interception was just one of the worst throws I oh, have yeah. ever it seen is. in a collegiate football game. Yeah, He he got the this faint pressure up the middle. It wasn't real, but he believed it. He did this step back fadeaway. Oh, yeah. And he had an open guy. If he puts that right at the pylon, that's one of those embarrassing wide open 15 yard nobody's within him touchdowns. And you're, and you're sending me a text message like, Oh my God, how did that look as bad as it did on TV? (laughs) Um, but instead it, it, I mean, that thing was Velcro to right, right between Sanguinetti's numbers. And he couldn't have dropped that if he wanted to. Is that how you read my text during games? <laughs> Depends on how many, <laughs> how many beers you've had and, and how like kind of pathetic it is. I mean, oh, uh, there's gosh. some times where they're pretty sad. Usually your ice cats ones are a little bit more like hey, like have a little bit more <laughs> of a cat feel to them. Yeah, Your IU ones have a little bit more like, I don't know, angry old woman.
1: We just scored again. This is easy. Um, I'll go stock up on, a, On um, man, you know what? I called a bounce back game for Jacob magnum Ferrar, and I thought he had a pretty good game. Um, seven tackles overall, one tackle for loss. I thought he was flying around and made some good plays. They had a huge running back. Uh, what was his name? He was Magnum Ferrar Magnum Ferrar or Mangham. I keep wanting to say
0: Magnum Mang, They're, they're Mangum, the brothers, the, the Mangum, Mangum brothers.
1: Mangum, Jaron Mangum. But, mm-hmm. but I swear I heard them
0: say Jaron Mangum. They did. Yes. Oh, Jaden, they had Jaden. two different guys who had like the exact same name as IU it's players Jayden and it was infuriating. And, Jangum, and I think
1: mm-hmm. they're both number one. Yes, they are. they are. They
0: are. They are. They've got to be brothers.
1: They have yes. to be brothers.
0: They are. Right? They are. They talked about them on the broadcast. And they're
1: both number one. It's so confusing. Mm-hmm. If I told you one of them was 6'2, 235, and the other one was um let me see 6'2, 185. Which one's playing offense? Uh, 185,
0: right? No, that's the 235. Yeah, the 235 he's is the one that's yeah. playing
1: def- or playing offense. And he was a monster. 235 is in light. Yeah. In yeah. your bra. Oh, but God. he only averaged 1.8 yards per carry. I thought the defense did a really good job. Uh, against the run against what is a subpar running team as it is but um yeah man just we'll talk about i'm sure whoever was guarding malik car but my goodness he tore us up
0: um yeah let's get the stock down stock down on offense what do you got yeah, the answer is nobody. Even the tight end score touchdowns. So I the, their answer is nobody. You have a complete offense now where you are fully in phase, where you have receivers slot inside, outside. You have tight ends who can be available in the passing game. Uh, you have an offensive line who's geared towards power run. You have offensive, uh, you have running backs. You have quarterbacks who are facilitating the ball. There isn't a There isn't a weakness offensively right now. It is literally a limitation of game management. It is literally a couple breaks here or there. This is an offense that if you had told me in week two or three, this is a week team six. that beats Ak- that, that beats Akron by, by three touchdowns easily.
1: Oh, yeah. Easy. I think that's a more, way more enjoyable game for me to go to than it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, it, we'll talk forward, more about that later. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I do think that it'll be really interesting to see how they play against what is... Statistically, a, a very
0: so very both bad teams are defense. three and eight, both teams are three and eight. Yeah, we're going to talk about what three and eight means to each of these teams.
1: Yeah, um, somebody we forgot to talk about real quick before I get to my stock. I don't have a, stock. oh, I do have a stock down on offense, but it's not a player. Um, James Evans was uh, very good again, mm-hmm. an average yes. of 48 yards, 40, I'm sorry, 46.8 yards per punt, a 238 four yards on the punts. I mean, a couple of them were a little like shaky, but they were, they were end over end and they had good bounce towards the um, Michigan state side as long as 58 was just an absolute monster. punt. Yep. I think that was the one out of his own end zone where he just said, whatever, dude, I'm just letting loose, let loose mate. And then just booted it. Right. So yeah, I'm going to give him a stock stock up too, uh, but stock down offense is Rod Carey. I thought Rod Carey called a, I'm me. Oh, I disagree. Really? Oh, there I thought it was. Points... I thought it was the best game of the of, of the year by far. No, his best game he called was against Illinois. Mm-mm. Really? This was you... great. But you didn't watch that game. You didn't watch the Illinois. Oh, game.
0: no. yeah. Fair, fair. Sorry.
1: Here's how we started, Seth. Punt, punt, punt. Mm-hmm. Punt, punt, punt. If it wasn't for the interception, there's a good chance you're down two scores before we even we even get started. Right? Sorsby
0: if... was high early. That, that's what he got excited. That's the same thing that, that Jackson used to do. He, he'd get excited. He'd throw high early. um. But once he calmed down, yeah. the, call, the play calling was, was right where it needed to be.
1: Right, hey, you want to know something real quick? Get did talk about this because I was going to talk about this drive on the fourth and six in the uh, beginning of the fourth quarter. Fourth and six on the 33. What are you doing there? You kicking a field goal? Scores score 14-14. We went for it on fourth and six. You, well, you don't think that messed with his head a little bit too?
0: You bet. Yeah. You don't give me a chance true. to kick a fifty-yarder. Yeah. You don't believe in me.
1: Okay. I mean, I I don't think I just I'm just saying this based off the fact that I didn't think that we struggled with their defense at all. Nope. And I don't think we made the proper amount of calls when they needed to be
0: made. So here's I, if I have thing. to pick
1: one, I'm going to take it.
0: I'm going to take fourteen. Those. Fourteen the gain pressure of having the lead or sorry of, of Michigan state being in the trail mode game pressure is real. That puckers that butt just a little bit more, it makes yeah. every, every first down matter that much more. I mean, yeah. it's the, it's the real pressure you want to put on them. So but they oh, were,
1: they were in, in trail mode and they marched down the field and later they were 47 yeah. seconds. Yeah. Right. So, um, so yeah, I just don't. I don't think that he did. He wasn't nearly as consistent or as aggressive as he was against Illinois, and I think that ended up costing us the game. So
0: I will say that it was less aggressive. That that is for sure.
1: Um. Okay, let's go stock down on defense. This one shouldn't be so hard. I don't think.
0: I don't think it could get any worse. Um, I think the secondary was absolutely decimated last week. I think five hundred plus yards to a Mac quarterback is embarrassing. And this week wasn't any better. Yeah. So I continue to say the secondary, how you're able to, uh, what, what, what Foster and car were able to do in, Foster in the key, just in, under a hundred yards. Yeah. Yeah. In, in key moments, especially, um, was, was very upsetting. Um, and so just, you know, and I think that was the biggest fear going into the season was there was a lot of inexperience inex- coming back in the secondary. Um, yeah, you know, there's a bunch of guys you're hoping someone were going to show up. A lot of them did. Uh, you, you saw a lot of growth from that position group. Um, but as the season wore on last week and then again this week, when it came down to to mattering the most and against quarterbacks that are not necessarily, you know, uh, you know, that the, the paddocks and the houses of the world. Um what did paddock do this week? Do you know? I'll look it up real quick. Keep going. I don't I don't think it was a low scoring game. What was it like 15, 12 or I something? I don't watch so, football if we lose. I don't know. Yeah, it, it it couldn't have been much. I watched the game and I don't remember any of it. Um but yeah, it's just you know, continuing to not thrive against less than you know, elite talent uh, is a frustrating position to be in. So I, I, I talk up the secondary uh, yeah. for stock down. Thirteen,
1: fifteen. Iowa won. Iowa got a safety. Oh, okay. in the first quarter. Off.
0: Yeah. Paddock threw for two hundred oh, and fifteen yards. Did you see the love fest they gave to Brian Ferentz? Oh my god, it was like for what? His retirement party. <laughs> He's just beloved. You know, they love scoring fifteen points a game, right?
1: Huh, Oh, well, the Michigan game was close, huh? I don't know, I'm just looking at the scores. All right,
0: do your stock down. Yeah,
1: Uh, I don't know, man. Whoever was on Malik Carr, there's your stock down. Whoever okay. was in charge of uh, guarding the, the running back out of the backfield, I swear to God, if I saw another swing pass, uh, I was going to tear my freaking hair out.
0: The one that was the worst really late, was josh rudolph there was that swing pass that he took into the left flat he broke that tackle and yeah. went for about 15 yards after that that was on that drive and,
1: i think on the yeah
0: yeah and i can't remember who the commentator was but he was like he's getting a lot more playing time lately and ooh, that, that didn't put him in a good spot there Do
1: you like, know what play we didn't talk about jamari sharps interception and fumble oh that was huge that was big. I don't know if they they definitely ended up scoring points off of that, right? Uh huh. I mean, I can't remember. But that's that's they had massive, to have...
0: but that's just the worst. I mean, that is just. Let me see where it's at. The deflation. I also remember. I think it was on like. I think it was on a third down too, because you, you know, not only that you give them a brand new set of downs too. So even if you just drop the interception, hey, it's fourth down. They punt. No, but no. so they
1: didn't. They didn't score off of it. They ended up punting. Oh. They got one yard. But you would have had the it's ball. It's so deflating. Yeah, they would have had the ball at midfield. Malik Carr forced the fumble. <laughs> Bro, I was telling people around us three or four times, I was like, this guy was a quarterback at Purdue when he transferred. They were like, no, he wasn't. I was like, look it up. Little <laughs> cool story. Um, All right, let's keep going. Uh, yep. Let's get right into our promo, and then we're going to do some revisitor predictions. And then, uh I don't know, we'll do some other stuff because we don't have Brandos Randos. So we'll revisit predictions that I don't have in front of me. So bear with me as my internet internets. We'll go here and then we'll go to this. And we'll talk about the predictions that we made that were all very wrong, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Seth had... IU winning 34 to 17? <laughs> it wasn't that far off. You might win. Brandon had IU winning 31 to 21. And I had IU winning 38 to 17. Um, <laughs> that is why I was disappointed in Rod Carey, because I thought we would bring back the offense from Illinois. Uh, Brandon wins that one. Congratulations, Brandon. I know he's doing one of, what do you do this? What is this called? I always think of heavyweights. Oh, uh, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? It looks
0: like you're doing an invisible shake weight. Shake, yeah. shake weight. Shake exercise. weight. Yes.
1: Something like that. Um, so, yeah, there you go. Congratulations, Brandon. Uh, no Brandos, Randos this week, just Seth sack. I feel like it's going to be a deep one based on what you were talking about pregame. So, okay. let loose.
0: All right. So, IU and Purdue are both three and eight going into the open bucket. I'm not going to be here in the next couple of days to talk about this. And I'm not going to talk about the recap because it'll suck no matter what. Uh, but here's the difference. I'm three and eight. and I feel great. Ryan Walters first year. We got a quarterback. We need a bunch of offensive linemen. We need some defensive help. But, but we got some freshmen. We got a quarterback. I got a guy I believe in. And I can be sold on next year that we just had a ton of injuries. And we had a guy whose first year being a head coach. I can sell myself on optimism. What are you selling yourself on next year? Three and eight. We don't know. Yeah. I'd like to sell myself on having a quarterback,
1: a very young quarterback, having really good running backs, a really good wide receiver core. Um, I mean, what seems to be a fairly young and up and coming, uh, I know that some of these guys are seniors, but, um, offensive line that seemed to starting to gel and it looks really good and a good offensive line coach but again I don't know what's going to happen I think the writing is on the wall um win or lose so I think it would be a a, and I think that he's gonna he's gonna use that motivation for this to just go out on a on a what would be known as I guess a high technically um by walking away with the bucket to end his career but um Yeah, man. I don't, I don't know. I I know the pieces are there. I just don't know if they'll be there post uh, what I'm assuming is a coach change. So I don't know. I I do think that we are walking in with a, uh, what is an offense that should be clicking um, on almost all cylinders against, as I've said before, multiple times, and I don't mean to continue to hate on Purdue, but you, every time I go do, you know, previews for rankings and, Everything else, it, they're on page three on a lot of these defensive rankings on total defense, mm-hmm. points per game, and passing yards given up and rushing yards given up. And so uh, this could be oh, and, and by the way, our
0: game. Quarterback missed last game, and our absolute stud defensive end has been out. So, um, yeah, our two stud Texas guys. So, yeah, you guys have a great chance to win again next week. And here's what I, I think. So if I'm Scott Dolson, I go to Tom Allen last Sunday after the game, and I say, hey, "Tom, I can't do this anymore. This this is absolutely unworkable." Um, but you're a hell of a guy. You're you're I absolutely love you as, as a human being, as a as a as a molder of men, whatever. I'm going to give you one more week. Go out there and win this one for the Gipper. You know, let this be your write off in the sunset. Go win an oaken bucket and walk out of here feeling good about yourself. Because I can't do four and eight again next year. I can't do three and nine again next year. I, I, you know, we'll figure out how to, how to come with $30 million, but I can't do it. So let's go out and win one. And we'll go ahead and we call it a retirement. We can call it whatever we want to make it. Oh, you know, it'll, make this, yeah, it'll go out to make right this way. nice. Yeah. You know. And, and we'll make sure the buyout still works. You know, your lawyer, will, you know, your your contract attorney will be, you know, uh, ma- making the circles for, for every hire from here on out. Um, but but this is it. This has got to be it, because here's why the difference between three and nine for, for a Purdue fan. I'm selling optimism. You go three and nine and I have to put up with you for another nine months of this. Oh, my God. It's going to be sad. Well the worst because,
1: the worst part's gonna be is if well go
0: continue. No, because here's here's what you've been here is what the IU football experience is, according to ESPN. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna read through your your article headlines for IU football. I'm gonna skip a couple because quite frankly, they just don't matter. But the preseason IU football headline was Thamel's hot seat watch. Coaches under pressure and the impact of realignment. Whose face is on the cover of the article? Tom Allen. Week one, number three Buckeyes overcomes sluggish start to extended winning streak over Hoosiers 23-3. Taven Jackson leads Indiana 41-7, a route of Indiana State in first career start. Okay, not so bad, not so bad. Louisville uses uses fast start, late goal line stand to hold off Indiana 21-14. All right, you know we're not so bad. Here we go. Indiana outlasts Akron, twenty-nine, twenty-seven, in four overtimes. See, I I can see your face. You want to do this again? Tag is big game helps Maryland improve to five and zero with forty-four, seventeen route of Indiana. Yep. What, Coach, what, what are you what are you doing? Here? Hold on. Coaching bunny fired.
1: I don't understand. Latest what on you're doing. open
0: jobs, hot seats, cooling seats, and bargain candidates. Pat Fitzgerald is the picture, but featured heavily Tom Allen as a looming potential job opening. Why haven't we talked about Pat Fitzgerald coming? Oh, He's probably not allowed in the Big Ten anymore. Yeah. And David Braun is fantastic at Northwestern. Oh my God. Um, that guy should probably win Big Ten Coach of the Year. Um, Michigan, number two, Michigan, starts slow, finishes strong, and 52-7 win over Indiana Stand beaten. unbeaten. Uh, Wimsat runs for three TDs. Rutgers Bowl eligible. <laughs> 31-14 win over Indiana. Number 10, Penn State, gets long TD pass late for from Alar to or Allard to Lambert Smith and escapes. 33-24 versus Indiana your snap six-game conference losing streak by beating Badgers 2014. So even, even your win, they just have to mention the six-game losing streak. Paddock, second on the depth chart, 24 years old, throws for 507 yards, and his fourth TD pass gives Illinois a 48-45 overtime win over Indiana. Katen Hauser, Malik Carr, Hook up late to rally Spartans past Hoosiers 24 21. This is Indiana football. It is Katen Hauser and Malik Carr whooping your ass. It's Josh Paddock throwing for 507 yards. It's six game in game or six game conference losing streaks in season. It's Wimpsat, three running touchdowns. You want another year of this?
1: No, nobody, nobody wanted another year. <laughs> I'm not defending so, Tom Allen. No,
0: so Scott Dolson, you have to do it. It's a tough conversation, but this is serious time for serious conversations among serious people. Thirty million dollars is a serious number, but for the love of God, if you have an ounce of compassion restraint give a shit whatever it is you gotta make the move make this be send him out on a wonderful cruise the pleasure cruise <laughs> the oaken bucket game winner there give him go. a freeman walk off where he could, he'll f- call all three timeouts he'll ice him three different times right before he kicks a 45 yarder and i'll say he'll even tell chris right before he goes out chris you, you can't make this kick and then Chris will be like, Oh, here we go. And I'll kick and I'll make it. <laughs> and then CTA will cry and have no voice in the post game. I was like, these men are incredible. And I love every single one of them. And oh my God, everything's great. And then Sunday we hear that he's retiring and, and we're just so proud of the legacy that he's come from and, and what he's created here. And he's really created a foundation for Kane Womack or whoever else to come in here and, um, you know, lead the Hoosiers in 2024. Anything short of that is a disservice to the university, to the football team, and the football fans. And shame on him if it doesn't happen. And
1: I it has to happen, right? Like it has to happen.
0: And this isn't this isn't like a CTA is a bad guy. He's a wonderful no. guy. Great guy. It's but this just, is what year seven? Done.
1: Yeah. I believe so in two thousand sixteen is when he took over. So, and I what mean, optimism you I guess, have for full year, year full year, I guess is like year six, but it's, it's not a lot. There's no optimism. I mean, there's nothing, nothing. I mean, especially when you sit here and you look at former players, you look at Michael Penix and what he's doing with a former offensive coordinator as a head coach and a current offensive. I mean, they're just incredible. I was just, uh, while you were reading headlines and stuff, I was trying to do a little searching and. Uh, trying to see if there's anybody talking about potential candidates. And I thought it was pretty funny that somebody made a list that literally must listen to the podcast because it's number one, Antoine randall number two, Justin Fry, number three and four, I'll tell you in a second, number five, Kane Womack, right? Number three, Ed Orgeron. Ugh. And number four, Glenn Schumann defensive coordinator Georgia Bulldogs okay so I don't hate the two in the middle but I feel I felt like we were pretty off the wall with the three <laughs> ranowell Fry and and Wom- Womack not so much maybe but
0: well I think we've been clear that the answer has to come from an offensive minded coach I, I don't think there's any other you, you have to bring excitement I think Justin Fry makes the most sense.
1: I really do. I know mm-hmm. that doesn't bring a ton of excitement, but he's a successful offensive coordinator. Yep. Um, Antoine Randall would bring a ton of excitement. Granted, a ton of question marks. Right? You know, why are you bringing him in? He can't run an offense. He's never yeah, run an you, offense before. You'd have to pair.
0: On. You'd have to pair him with a with an established OC and an established DC. And what I about just, both they're... of them?
1: you could probably pay him both enough to do it. And if Randall's incredible and wants to continue in college and move up and he moves up and Fry moves in or Fry moves out, Randall stays and gets somebody else.
0: Well, then it's like it comes to budget. <laughs> is Dolson going to budget for two DC or for two coordinators? Who... I don't know.
1: Well, I don't know. I don't know. I liked it when we basically didn't have a defense and had, had an right. incredible I mean incredible
0: offense, right? That's the easy way to sell tickets in the Big Ten is at least be interesting. And how do you be interesting? Score points. In an off in a, in a league where <laughs> where nobody scores, how do you be interesting? Score. Mm-hmm. Yep.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, that's enough for today, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Let's wrap up. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram It's at podcast leo. Make sure you follow our partner, Big Banter Sports. For all the latest updates involving our podcast as well as the other 13 teams in the conference they put out a lot of other stuff too like some like really big game boomery power rankings and stuff like that so check that out uh be sure to follow download rate review on all of our platforms and we will talk to you guys in uh just a few days when we preview the bucket game Till then um I don't know anyway. Do we can we say Mif? I guess Mefa. Uh,
0: uh. Yeah, I'm not going to say anything because it's the week I refuse to say anything. So <laughs>